listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the bonus hour of Miller and Moulton on this Monday. Thanks so much for being with us. The NCAA tournament is set. Both the men's and women's brackets are out. The play-in games begin as soon as tomorrow night. You know, the women have 68 now, too. They got play-in games. So, you know, we'll see if they actually have, you know, locker rooms and hotel rooms and facilities. And a weight room. Right. I mean, but, you know, they've got the game scheduled. Don't know if they have anything else. Don't you think that the women's tournament has to be set up in an unbelievable way for the players this year? I mean, they can't miss after what they did a year ago. Well, not only that, brand new NCAA president has been on the job two weeks. I mean, don't you think he says, uh, if I get one complaint, I'm fired, people. Make no difference to me. I don't know any of you. One complaint, people are getting fired, just so you know. All right. I'm being very serious here. You're the AD at FGCU. I work under you. I come in this morning. I probably would have come in last night after the women's brackets were released around 830, and FGCU got absolutely screwed again as a 12 seed. It's a joke. There's nothing about them that says a 12. Nothing except the school, the size of the school and conference that they play in. Their net rating is 36. Do the math. That's a nine. They haven't lost. They've lost one game since Christmas. And that was in overtime on the road against the team they beat in the conference final by 24. Everybody knows nobody will play them. Their other two losses this year were to Stanford, in which it was a six-point game in the fourth quarter, and then they lost it home to Duke. Duke, I'll give them credit, scheduled a home-and-home with FGCU. FGCU beat them in Raleigh a couple years ago. Carol Lawson came back, honored the home-and-home, came in and beat them this year. Duke's a top-10, top-12 team. So their top two losses, you know, two of their three losses are to, you know, top-12 teams. They have 32 wins. There's only one team in the country that has that many or more. It's South Carolina. Okay. So I'm coming to you and I'm saying, listen, I've had it. We keep getting screwed. We need to go public. We need to name names. We need to stop being polite about this. Stop making calls behind the scenes. Obviously, it's not working out. I could go through a five-minute diatribe right now. The 2010 baseball team with Chris Sale that was right on the bubble. But when you've got Chris Sale, it probably pushes you in. They got left out with 38 wins. But 40 is the magic number in college baseball, and they lost two out of three in the conference tournament. I can support what the what the committee did. I still thought they should have gotten with the last bids, but I can support it. All right, Mark, the women's basketball team in 2016 hadn't lost a game in 10 weeks. They were nationally ranked. They had a WNBA player on their roster. They choked away the conference final. All right, they got kept out of the tournament. It was a joke. It was an absolute joke. There wasn't a single metric that said they shouldn't have been to the tournament. And not only that, they beat a team on the road who was the seventh seed, and they beat them without the WNBA player. And got no credit for it and didn't get an at-large. All right. A softball team in 2017 got absolutely screwed, in which literally they took two power five teams who were behind them 
on the RPIs and moved them into the tournament and said to FGCU, I'm sorry, you're the first team out. The men's golf team two years ago, exact same thing. Golf is a very strict deal. They go by the numbers. If you're in, you're in. And if you're out, you're out. And FGCU was in by two. Hmm, funny. At-larges got handed out, and the two teams right behind them both got at-larges, and FGCU was told they're the first team out. Now, last year, men's golf got an at-large. First team in the history of that athletic department to get an at-large. Baseball, softball, women's basketball, men's golf have all been bubble or screwed over 12 years. Men's golf got a bid last year. But now, three years in a row, Mark, nationally ranked, Heading into Selection Sunday, three years in a row, they've gotten an 11, a 12, and a 12. And nationally ranked this year with the, sto- with the feature story on Carl Semesco and SI, it's not like if you follow women's college basketball and you're on a committee, you damn well know who they are, and you've known who they've been for a decade. So I'm coming into your office. This is not your style, okay, because you have to role play and be the current AD at FGCU. He picks up the phone and does all this behind the scenes. I'm pounding the desk saying, enough, we're going public, we're making a scene all week, we're naming names, okay, we're going to be the villain, we're going to stop being the cute little engine that could story, we're, we're going we're gonna to name all the schools that won't schedule us. Is that what you, by the way, I just want, by naming names, the teams that won't play you, or committee Every, members, I, I mean, because I don't know what naming, naming names actually means in this case. Well... Definitely starting with the schools that won't play them. I mean, nobody in state will play them. South Florida, UCF, Florida State, Miami, and the Gators will not play them. They have not had a game. UCF did a home-and-home against them like seven, eight years ago. The funny thing is they actually, UCF, won the last game of the home-and-home in Alico Arena, stopped scheduling FGCU. None of the quote-unquote big five in the state will play FGCU. And the funny thing is for South Florida, they used to have UConn in their conference. It They really should schedule FGCU because it's a top 50 net game. And they don't have many of them on the schedule. They really could use that game on their schedule to fortify their schedule. And Mark, you know, of course FGCU would love for one of those games to be at Alico. But I mean, if I'm UCF in South Florida and those other schools, I'll say, well, we'll play you, but you're coming here. We ain't never get Well, and I'd like to, even if I got a two for one, and I'm being... 100% serious here. I'd, I'd sign up for a two-for-one all day. We've said the same things about UCF and USF football for years, trying to play big boys. And now I know UCF's now in a real conference, and they're going to get their big boys, and it's worked. But I would be doing anything I could to try to get more games. The fact of the matter is I don't care what deal they give to UCF and South Florida. It doesn't look like they'll get those games. Well, and that's why. I mean, you could take a look, Mark. I th- I don't believe they've had a game against any of those teams in the last seven years. They had one against South Florida in a tournament that was a mistake because South Florida didn't know that they were playing FGCU in the tournament. Exactly, and Carl saw that and told the people running that tournament, do not tell Jose at South Florida that we're going to play them or else he'll leave the tournament. And sure enough, when the thing came out, South Florida freaked that they had to play FGCU on a neutral floor. By the way, you know who won? FGCU. I'm done. I'm serious. If I'm, I'm done if I'm FGCU. I'm tired of playing nice. I mean, basically, this is the second year in a row. 30-plus wins, nationally ranked, 
a net RPI that says we are a tournament team, even if we lost. But the committee came out again and said, oh, no, if you lost the final, you were out. Even Tim Reynolds, who follows college basketball really well, tweeted out, and this is why I actually think FGCU might take your approach a little bit more. Women's committee did an excellent job, except saying 44 to 47 teams are better than FGCU. A comical level of disrespect continues. I'm pretty sure that Ken Cavanaugh retweeted that. He's the AD at FGCU. I know, but that's playing nice. No, 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 no. I'm going public. I'm going public. I'm sending stuff out. And when we show up in, where is it, Philadelphia? Because they're playing at Villanova? Oh, no, 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 I'm I'm creating a scene. And I'm sure Semesco doesn't want to do it. And I'm going to say, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm your boss. The time has come. Our athletic department is getting screwed. And you're our best, best part of our department. And by the way, you know why I'm going to fight this fight now? Because I may need it for Dave Tillett's baseball team in three months. Who, by the way, took two out of three at FAMU over the weekend. They just had an eight-game road trip and went six and two. Strength of schedule, by the way, four for FGCU baseball. Four. Nationally ranked. Okay, but no Florida, no Miami on the schedule this year. They took two out of three from the Knowles. You know, FIU and FAU are probably tournament teams. They've got a bunch of games against them, but I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm done being nice. If I'm FGCU, I'm absolutely done being nice. I don't care if the committee goes behind closed doors in the future and says the worst things about me and our school. Well, it's not working this way. It's not working this way. What they're doing now is not working. Any more than they are. Well, just use that as fuel for the tournament. Because the only way you can go public with this winning. You gotta win. Win two Here's games the in the tournament. Though, Felipe, do you know this is actually working against FGCU? The last two years, the women they were nationally ranked, given an eleven seed. Do you know how Michigan felt as a six seed? First off, they shouldn't have been a six. They should have been a four. No worse than a five. And they turn around and go, Are you serious? We gotta play FGCU in the first round? Only one game involving nationally ranked teams in the first round of the NCAA tournament. You know who it was? Michigan and FGCU. Oh, wait, 2022. There's only one game involving nationally ranked teams in the first round of the NCAA tournament. You know who it is? A 5-12 matchup between Virginia Tech and FGCU. Virginia Tech was furious last year. They did not hold back, by the way. They publicly, in uh, College Park, because Maryland hosted that little pod. They went ballistic before the game and then after the game when they lost like a three-point game. And by the way, how good was that Vatek team? They're a one seed this year. And now here's FGCU again playing Washington State. Washington State's ranked in one poll just outside the top 25 and another. Congratulations, you're a five seed. You've got FGCU. I don't know who's getting screwed more, the Eagles or the, their opponents, to be honest with you. It's actually Washington State. And I, I'm not doing that to disrespect FGCU at all because what they probably should be is an eight or a nine. 
Yes. And then, and then your reward for winning that game is you get a one seed. If they can win their first game, and it's a tough game, obviously, because you're playing a five seed, you're playing a team. What were they? Were they top of the Pac-12 or second in the Pac-12 this year? Um, they were, I think, third or fourth. I mean, Arizona and UCLA were really good. So they were. I think that they were better in USC, though. By the way, the committee very sexy. Do you know who was an eight seed? South Florida. You know who by Net should have been a nine seed. FGCU couldn't have made that a first round matchup. Winner plays South Carolina. Come on. Everybody in the sport knows South Florida won't play them. Everyone in the sport. But David's ready to go scorched earth. I don't think it'll happen. I would love it to, but it's not the way. Yes. Okay. hundred percent. This is enough's enough. Okay. Miller and Moulton. Shelby Mass to talk brackets coming up right here on the Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap? Today was the day one coming up in about 20 minutes time. Shelby Mast has been kind enough to join us down the stretch for about six weeks of the college basketball season. The brackets are out. And so, Mr. Bracketwag, bracketwag.com. I mean, do you get a good night's sleep now? Yes. Last night was really nice. (laughs) Bracketwag.com, collegeinsider.com. Shelby Mast, the bracketologist for them so good to hear you finally got a good night's sleep um i guess the only surprise for you was rutgers getting not getting in and nevada getting in right it wasn't that big of a surprise but i thought the committee would lean towards rutgers i'm glad i got that one wrong it's good to see nevada in well and we're big fans even though i'm a jersey guy we're big fans of a mid-major you know a mountain west which was a pretty good league this year getting an extra bid like the Big Ten needs a ninth team for being really pretty darn uh, mediocre. So, all right, you you seed everybody every day for weeks. So it's not just who gets in. It's what seeding they get that interests you. All right, where do you think the committee really got it wrong and somebody now has got a really tough draw? I think Kansas, Kansas, their one, one seed is kind of bad to say they got a tough draw, but they have to go out of their region. They had uh, Houston in front of Kansas, and for the life of me, I can't figure that out because Kansas had such an impressive resume. Houston was good, but, man, the amount of quad one wins by uh, Kansas was so impressive. Now they have a, a potential second-round game against Arkansas. Uh, that could be a tough one. Uh, and they got a few tougher teams down the stretch. I, I think that one was the one that really stood out to me. Anybody gets seated a lot higher than you expected them to from a standpoint? I mean, I know Kansas is a one, but uh, someone that maybe was seated a little bit better than you thought they would be. Uh, Xavier was a three, and they've got a, an injury issue. 
Fremantle is there, gone for the year, and since they've lost him, they only played okay. They did enough to keep their four seed. I didn't think they did nearly enough to move up. By the way, you were right on the money with FAU. You've been saying for three weeks that if they didn't lose down the stretch, you had them in. Now, they ended up winning all their games down the stretch, but you know you had them as an eight, and they got a nine. What do you think of FAU, Memphis? I got FAU to the Elite Eight. Whoa! That may be a stretch, but I think Purdue is beatable in the second round. And uh, then he kind of opens it up. Shelby, we talked for a while when we were looking at your 12 line and you ended up being pretty damn accurate on your 12 line that there was going to be some 12-5 games that are going to be trouble. We think the Canes are in for a really tough first-round matchup with Drake. I do, too. I, I got Drake winning that one. Miami is one of those teams that I had pegged that was going to go a couple of rounds at least. The man, when it showed up, Drake was playing them. I, I couldn't resist. I'd say Drake. Well, not only that, Oral Roberts is a 12. I know they're playing Duke, and Duke, you could argue, is the hottest team in the country. But, I mean, you could also argue Oral Roberts is the best 12 seed. Yeah, they went undefeated in their conference and you know won the conference tournament. So they, they're kind of hotter than Duke. And then, the you know, one of the other five 12 games – VCU and St. Mary's, and I think everybody's going to look at St. Mary's and see that last game that they played. They're a better team than that. They're seated about right, aren't they, Shelby? Yeah, I think that's dead on. They, uh, yeah, That last game was an aberration. Uh, they were tough all year, and uh, I think you know the popular pick will be VCU, but I, I, I'll be surprised if they, VCU wins. St. Mary's is too good. The last nine tournaments, three 15 seeds have not only won games, they've gone to the Sweet 16 or beyond. The 15 seeds are Princeton, Colgate, UNC Asheville, and Vermont. I love Colgate. You had them as a 14, but they are playing Texas. Yep. I don't see any 15 advancing this year. Which one doesn't make the Final Four in your estimation, Shelby? Uh, Purdue and Kansas both, I think, are going to have a tough road. Can Marquette keep winning all these close games? I I mean, it's one thing to win them in the Big East. They ain't going to play a Big East team probably the whole rest of the tournament. I I mean, they're an overachieving team. A lot of times an overachieving team gets exposed in the tournament. It does. But they gotta be playing against somebody that it's gonna be that would be tough. I can see them having a tough second round against Michigan State, but I think Michigan State's beatable. Uh and then uh, the next game would be Kentucky or Kansas State. I don't know if either of those teams can go to the Elite Eight. I I, I kinda like Marquez in that. If Iowa can beat Auburn, which is no small order, I love Iowa's chances against Houston because they can score, and sometimes Houston can run into trouble offensively. But the question for me is, can Iowa even get past Auburn? I think they can. Auburn is they're a good team, but they didn't really impress me that much. I had them on the 10 line. 
closer to 11 than 9, and they just, they, they were good, but nothing stood out. And Iowa, if they get hot, boy, they, they're going to be tough. Mark, I thought the committee did a good job in making sure that nobody has a decided home court advantage. But yep. isn't Iowa, Auburn, and Birmingham? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if that is the only somewhat slanted audience. I know Iowa travels. Okay, it would be interesting how many Alabama fans show up and root against Auburn. But I just wonder if Auburn's going to have a half a home court for that first round against Iowa. Yeah, that's going to be tough. But uh, they played enough on the road in the Big uh, Ten. They should kind of be used to it. I don't think it'll be as loud as playing at Indiana or at Maryland, at Michigan State, any of those. Do you have a 13 or a 14 you'd like to win their first-round game? I know Louisiana plays Tennessee. Tennessee without one of their top players, that's a spot for an upset. Do you see a 13 or a 14 winning, Shelby? I've got uh, Louisiana winning, Kent State, Furman, and of the 14s, I like uh, Kennesaw State. Oh, wow! Xavier's got the injury issue. I'm worried about Kennesaw may just be too damn happy to be there. First time ever, you know, in the tournament. I'm I'm just curious if, if they can get through the first 10 minutes or whether or not they're going to be too drunk and too happy. Hey, what do you do for the next eight months? I'll sleep, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know after that. I'd go fishing maybe. Shelby, thanks for your time and your insight throughout the season. We appreciate it. All right. And I hope that uh, your brackets do well the rest of the way. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Shelby Mast, BracketWag, BracketWag.com, BracketWag.com, CollegeInsiders.com. I love. 67 of the 68. I love his disclaimer at the end of his brackets where it says. If you choose to use my picks and try to win your office poll, it's your own fault for doing so. I stink <laughs> when it comes to doing that and make no secret about it. March is madness and madness rules. No one gets them all right. There you have it. But I don't know if anybody went 68 for 68. Most people had Rutgers in. You know, Lenardi had them in, and, and I think Lenardi missed one other, but, you know. Hell, I was worried about USC. They were in the very last uh, graphic that was put up there. I'm like, are they going to do this to Andy again? Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening. Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. Home stretch. 22 minutes before the top of the hour, 16 until we're out of here. David Sampson, Pat Kerwin, amongst those scheduled to join us on the show tomorrow. We may have more. We'll see. Legal tampering, Mark, after all, begins today. You know, I mean, as opposed to what's been going on for the last few weeks. The illegal tampering. Right. Now... Now we're we were able to legally tamper. I mean, we are a mere two hours and twenty two minutes away from legal tampering. Right. I mean, the only team that did not illegally tamper 
in the last few weeks was the Jets because they got permission from the Packers. Correct. And I think that's going to get done today. I think you're right. I mean, just so that the NFL can continue to have the top headline every single day. Although I will say, him and his buddy McAfee, his weekly appearances on Tuesdays. I mean, he's made a lot of news during his weekly appearance on McAfee show. Who knows? He may just let the world know on McAfee show. And that includes letting the Jets know. Well, they might be shocked to find that out too. <laughs> it is bizarro land. When you listen to the GM of the Packers talk as if every, I mean, it's, you know, well, yeah, he could still play for us if we don't work something out. Right, if we absolutely have to. But please, God, let's hope that's not the case. We're sick of him. He's sick of us. We Think about that. We're so sick of him, we'd rather play Jordan Love. Right. Let me tell you. I mean, at least Aaron Rodgers played in a game. Favre got banged up. I believe they were playing the Cowboys. And Rodgers played like two and a half quarters and was good. And the Packers just kind of looked around and said, well, you know what we've been seeing in practice. I guess he can do this on Sundays too. But, I mean, Jordan Love played the one game two years ago against Kansas City in Kansas City. Made one good throw down the sideline. I was there. He was a deer in the headlights. They held the Chiefs to 13 points and lost at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. That takes some doing in the NFL. Time now for... It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. David, this is the least amount of stuff I've ever had. I've checked it like four times during the show going, what I've had to have missed something because nothing happened today, apparently. We start in 1918, the first NHL championship. They'd already been playing the Stanley Cup for a while, but this is the first NHL one. The Toronto Arenas beat the Montreal Canadiens, outscoring them 10-7 in the two-game set. Bringing back David Moulton's aggregate scoring. Hey, soccer's very popular. People do not have a problem with it in soccer. So how close are we then to getting it in one of our big four, big five North American sports? Not even. We like outcomes. Yes. Okay. Today in 54, the Braves' Bobby Thompson breaks his ankle is replaced by this guy named Hank Aaron. Oh, did okay. Seemed to do all right. Yeah. Today in 65, the Beatles' eight days a week goes number one. Also today in 65, Eric Clapton quits the Yardbirds due to the band moving away from traditional blues. He'd be replaced by Jeff Beck. They had kind of a run of guitar players in this band for a while. Yeah. You know, I mean, usually losing an Eric Clapton, that would suck. Right, they'd get a page later, you know, I mean. Right. Seemed to do okay. We go all the way to 2022. It was today, or today in 2020, rather, that the Masters announced the postponement of their tournament because of COVID. It was just 12 hours after the PGA Tour had canceled the players. Worst time ever. 
and it was today in 2022 after his long 40-day retirement, Tom Brady announces that he'll be back to play one more year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ah, <laughs> uh, David Wills would have been 59 today. Just passed the voice of the Tampa Bay Rays. Those celebrating birthdays today, Neil Sedaka is 84. William H. Macy is 73. Golfer Andy Bean is 70. Adam Clayton from U2 is 63. Trent Dilfer is 51. Johan Santana is 44. Tristan Thompson is 32. And Braden Point is 27. And that's today was the day when. A very short, abbreviated version because apparently nothing happened, David, unless I completely missed something. Well, Mark, on this day in 1781, Uranus was discovered. I don't know about you. I thought we all had our favorite planets. Okay. And it's easy to say, well, mine is Earth. So we got to take Earth out of the equation. Okay. And and most people listening, you know, Pluto was still a planet when we went to school. Okay. So of the other eight remaining, what was your favorite planet? And obviously, with a funny sounding name, there were a few people who were like, you know, I'm a big fan of Uranus. Just depends on whose you were a big fan of. Right. 242 years ago. Still have Uranus. Still have Neptune. We've lost Pluto. I'd like to file an appeal. I'm with you. Pluto got a raw deal. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Breonna Taylor was killed three years ago today. You've heard folks elsewhere mock, Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? Gail Connor had her home destroyed on Fort Myers Beach after Hurricane Ian. But over the weekend, a piece of china was found that was a plate for her wedding. And given back to her. Someone walking the beach found the plate. It was a wedding gift from her sister. She was the maid of honor back in 78, 1990. She was killed by a drunk driver, so it did bring up fond memories of her sister in life. So great job or getting that back to the rightful owner. For the bad, we go to Sarasota, where an unlicensed 16-year-old crashed into a restaurant in Sarasota County. Two people were eating outside of KC Seafood when the driver lost control. The driver was arrested for driving without a license and booked into the Sarasota County Jail. Both were injured and taken to the hospital. For the ugly, we end up in Matt Lachey, where Lee County Sheriff's Office thought they found a hand at the bottom of a canal. After some digging, it turns out that the hand was broken off from a mannequin. In three feet of water, it looked real. Fortunately, it was not. They dug it out and did not get the rest of the mannequin. But fortunately, it wasn't a person. It was a mannequin. And that's why it made our good, bad, and ugly on today, March the 13th, 2023. Did you see, and has it gotten a lot of attention in Southwest Florida, the Washington Post investigative report over the weekend? Washington Post did an exhaustive story about Southwest Florida and trying to recover from Ian and how the insurance companies 
are flat out lying and screwing everybody. There's a shocker. I know, but apparently people who were hired by the insurance companies, okay, to do the estimates. And so they did the research and they submitted their reports saying, well, you know, you got wind damage here and water damage here and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, the house is ruined and this, that, and the other. And apparently, instead of like $244,000 worth of damage in some reports, yeah, 13 grand. And the insurance companies left the names of the people who did the reports still on them. So needless to say, if that's your house and you're trying to get money back from the insurance company, you think some honest, hardworking guy is absolutely screwing you. It's not the insurance company. It's Bob who signed his name to this form. And if you haven't seen it, this Washington Post expose, honestly, I know government people are hesitant to get involved but we got two senators and a governor and the governor is going to run for president uh this report is disgusting it is disturbing it is flat out screwing people who have lost everything this cannot be allowed to happen i'm sorry don't care how much money they've given you the whole deal don't care if they pick up and leave the state afterwards but the people need to be made right Washington Post, and you may have to pay for it. It's worth it. David, I had a follow-up that's not nearly as important as what you just talked about. But if you remember in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Frank Hood was upset because his neighbors in Cape Coral had really bright lights that were shining into his home. Right. He has taken matters into his own hands. They still have not turned their lights off. He set up strobe lights on his side. (laughs) The other family took to social media to say that they have the lights on to scare off animals and keep them from digging holes into their yard. But right now, we have strobe lights versus bright lights in Cape Coral. Neighbors must be really pleased. Man, that's a hell of a duel to the death right there. I have to admit, I'd get a chair. I'd just sit out and watch it. What are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm watching the neighbors go at it. Yep, 100%. Let's see if they get some colored lights tonight to take on the strobe lights that old Frank or Fred put in there. Mark, you and I are old enough to remember, all right, I would turn to my wife and go, this is like an ELO concert. In fact, I might just play music along with it out there. That'd be great. Play start, a little ELO. Start with DJing it. in the backyard for the other neighbors. <laughs> so we got seven games in the NBA tonight. Listen, the Heat, they got like 15, 16 games left. They probably got to go 12 and 3, 13 and 3. They really do if they want to avoid the play in. Well, Brooklyn's got a decent roster, and if they play 500 ball the rest of the way, and if the Knicks play 500 ball the rest of the way, and the Knicks' schedule after this road trip gets a lot easier. I'm just saying. I think the Heat are going to play Atlanta in the play-in, but they host Utah tonight. 
This ESPN double dip tonight, Mark, though, it's spectacular. Memphis, no Ja. Dallas, no Luka. And Kyrie's questionable. Anybody think he's going to play? No. No. And then the Nightcaps, Phoenix, no KD, against Golden State. Golden State's at home. They should win. That's the only place that they win a game. Correct. They beat Milwaukee at home over the weekend. Three Three games games in the the NHL. NHL. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Best games, probably Dallas-Seattle. The one with the most playoff ramification involves the Abs, though. They're holding down the final playoff spot in the West. How much do you think Turner and ESPN are rooting for the Abs to be the eight seed versus Nashville or Calgary? 100%. They need Colorado in the postseason. And 10 o'clock tonight, FS1, U.S. and Canada, World Baseball Classic. U.S. got whooped by Mexico 11-5 last night. So, got to get out of group play first. So, got to win these games. Five teams in your group. Think you got to finish top two. They're one and one. Just saying. If we don't get out of group in the World Baseball Classic. That is pathetic. Correct. Correct. Mark DeRose is the manager. He said Mike Shashevsky talked to the guys. I mean, he's gone, you know, all motivational here. Like, dude, just line them up. Our pitching has been awful. Look at Felipe there. Our pitching. Our pitching. I mean, am I not American? No, you are. I, I just didn't I'm know. Sorry. I, if I can't play this card in this, that's ridiculous. No, you could. I just didn't know anybody that played the card for the World Baseball Classic. I see it right. in the Olympics. No, no, no. I, your patriotism is not being questioned here at all, Felipe. I'm just impressed with the fact that you went we for the World Baseball Classic. That's all. Right. I mean, they're talking about it on MLB Network Radio, and I don't even know if they're saying we. So I applaud you, Felipe. Well done. I mean, this is a show run by Americans. I don't know what to say. I mean, there's some sort of bias. Wow. He is taking this hard. He really is. It's one baseball game. Anybody can lose a baseball game. Get out of group stage. That's all. Relax. They'll win tonight. Now they lose tonight. You can rant and rave all you want tomorrow. Miller and Moulton, thanks so much for listening. Pat Kerwin, David Sampson on the show tomorrow. We'll do it all over again, 6 a.m. right here on the Florida Sports Network.